Warning, this episode contains graphic material that some listeners may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, this is Jay. Welcome back to The Cave. Today is our second episode of the Mormon Mondays, and presenting this is my co-host. It's Millie here. Um, Just like Jay said, this is our second episode. This week, we're going to be covering the case of Jason Sweeney. Jason was 16 years old at the time of his death. He was born on July 29, 1986 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Jason lived in Fishtown with his mother, his father, and his younger sister. When Jason was young, he met and became friends with Edward Batsig Jr., one of the boys involved with his murder. Later down the line, he met the two other boys who would also be involved with his murder, Dominic and Nicholas Koya. A few weeks before his murder, Jason met and started dating a girl named Justina Morley. Memorial Day weekend, May 30th, 2003, two teenage boys running along the trails in Fishtown came across blood on the ground. With further investigation, they soon discovered the body of Jason Sweeney. Responders have noted that Jason's head was so severely beaten that he was almost unrecognizable. There were teeth laying in the grass beside him, and pieces of his face were missing. Nearby, a rock was found covered in blood, and a hatchet laid next to his body. When Sweeney's body was taken in for autopsy, they noticed that there was a cut on his hand that was definitely made before the incident. They also noted that there was very low levels of decomposition in his body, and that he had not been cold for long, and likely have the incident had likely occurred within the last 24 hours. When investigators were trying to identify the body that they had found in the trails, they came across a missing persons report that seemed to have matched up with the description of Jason Sweeney. Police went to the Sweeney home where his family was able to positively identify him by the scar on his hand. Sweeney's family gave police and investigators a list of names who might have known what had happened to their son. Justina Morley's name stood out. She was a typical teenager who got into trouble quite a bit. She also lived a few doors down from them. Detectives brought in Morley and investigators brought in Justina Morley for questioning. When they broke the news to her, she didn't really seem too broken up about it, and they said that she seemed pretty flat about the news. Justina told investigators that the night of the murder, the group had all planned to party in the woods together, but Jason didn't show. Police turned their attention to Edward Batsig Jr. When they told him about Jason, he showed no reaction. He was asked if he knew anyone that would want to harm Jason. He said he didn't know anyone. He also said that he was with the others waiting for Jason the night of the murder. Batsig was asked if he had a crush on Morley, and he responded that he had asked her out before, and she had said no. Nicholas Koya was the next to be interviewed about Jason's murder, and he also gave a similar story to Morley and Batsig. With further questioning, detectives soon learned that he had also had a recent fling with Justina, and she dumped him for Jason. Dominic Koya, his brother, was the next to be interviewed, and he told police that he had been friends with Jason for five years and could not think of anyone that would want to harm him. He also gave a similar story as the other three, almost as if it was rehearsed. Police also learned that Dominic was about to turn 18 years old and was soon going to be kicked out of his parents' house. Was this Dominic's motive? Seemed like they all had their own motives, honestly. 
um, but we're going to get later into that. Next, with time ticking, you know, they brought in Morley for more questioning. They knew that she had to have had something. Um, she was brought in by her mother and was told that whoever talked first would get a deal that could save them. Justina said that she would be that person and would tell what happened. According to Morley, Dominic had plotted to take Sweeney to the Jersey Shore to empty his pockets. Dominic included Nicholas and Edward in on the planning and convinced Morley to get in on it. She admitted she had only pretended to love Jason to help Dominic steal from him, but swore that there was no talk of murdering him at all. That Friday, Jason was invited to the Jersey Shore. He showed up at the Koya house, excited to go, and at the last minute, Sweeney got a phone call from his father asking if he would work that weekend. Now, Sweeney was a very hard worker, so of course he denied going down the shore and planned to just stay home and work that weekend. After their original plan had failed, they all had to come up with a different one. So Morley said that she was instructed by the boys to lure Jason Sweeney to the trails where she had promised him sex. Obviously, since Jason liked her so much and they just started dating, he was really excited about it. So he went. Morley then stated that they began to strip in the wooded area of the trails with the thought in mind that if he was stripped, he wouldn't be able to fight back. Justina told investigators that Batsig and the two brothers were close by hiding, waiting for their opportunity. Justina stated that when the boys finally got their opportunity to attack Jason, she stood and watched as they murdered Jason with a hatchet, a hammer, and a rock. She claimed that she was too afraid to admit what really happened during her first investigation. Soon after, Edward was taken into interrogation and police told him that they knew he was lying and involved in Jason's murder. Batsig was quick to have confessed, telling detective that he was the first to strike Jason with a hatchet. Batsig had said that he insisted that he wanted to take the first strike to Jason and that he also had hit him in his head as hard as he could. Even in his confession, Eddie referred to Jason as his best friend. He said that his motivation wasn't Jason's money, but to impress Morley by striking him first. Batsig also confessed that while they were striking him with the fatal blows, Jason said, please stop, I'm bleeding, at which Batsig hit him again once more. During his confession, Dominic Koya said that his motive for killing Jason was his money. He said that he began hitting Jason with a hammer while Jason was crying and screaming for them to stop. Dominic had also mentioned that at one point he hit Jason so hard with the hammer it became embedded into his head. At one point he attempted to flee and was hit in the head by a rock by Nicholas Koya, the other brother. With Jason dead in front of the group, they all took his paycheck and proceeded to quote, party beyond redemption. Just when investigators thought that they knew it all about the case, um, Nicholas Koya had actually revealed the secret that Justina wasn't just a bystander like she had claimed to be in her confession. She was actually in on the murder plot the whole time. From the start, Justina knew exactly what was going to happen. She lied to investigators and told them that she didn't think that anything bad was going to happen and that, that they were just going to rob him and take his money. Um, but the whole time she knew that they were going to murder Jason. Justina had been using sex to manipulate all three of the boys. 
she knew exactly what she wanted to do and she knew how to get it done. And also, according to Nicholas Koya, Jason's last words to Justina were, quote, you set me up. Now, with the full confessions finally delivered, um, Justina Morley pled guilty to murder and received 17 and a half to 35 years. The other three boys, Dominic and Nicholas Koya and Edward Batzig Jr. were sentenced to life in prison without parole. Now, it actually sickens me to say, but as of 2020, Justina Morley is now out of jail on parole. Um, I think it's really crazy that she was able to get it. Um, personally, I think that I believe she should have gotten life in prison, just like the other three boys. Um, I believe that she was just as guilty as they were. She was pretty much the mastermind behind it all, but basically just got away with it. Now she gets to live her life outside of prison. Even though she served 17 years, It's I don't think that it was enough, honestly. Um, but now I'm going to kick it over to my co-host, Jay. We're going to talk about it a little bit um, more. Um, just want to get his view on the case. Um, Jay is from Philadelphia, but um, he's lived in New Jersey for a while now, so just wanted to give him this opportunity to, you know, listen, sit back and, you know, hear the stories that I've heard growing up. Um, also want to throw in there that growing up, um, I, I do remember hearing about this case. It was, it was very well known. It is still very well known. If you go anywhere in Fishtown, everybody knows about it. Um, it was just a very, very big case. Um, but I actually grew up with the nephew of Edward Batzig. And we were best friends. I, when I first met him, I didn't know really the connection. Um, I didn't really put two and two together. I was younger. Um, but as I got older, I, I remember hearing about the case. And I finally, you know, clicked. And I knew that he was tied to one of the murderers of this case. But, I mean, that didn't change how I saw him as a person. We were still best friends. We were best friends for a while. Um, but then we eventually just grew apart. Um, no blood, no bad blood at all. Um, but with Morley, we actually went to the same school. We both went to this school called Holy Name. It was in Fishtown. Um, she was obviously older than I was. Um, I was still younger. Didn't really know who she was at the time and still didn't really even know about the case after it happened. Um, I was taken out of that school in first grade, so... From there, I didn't really hear about it until um, I got older and I met my friend who was the nephew of Edward. Um, also with this case, um, I spoke to my parents about it, specifically my mom. She remembers um, it happening. She remembers hearing about it. She remembers seeing the Koya brothers walking down our street when they were younger. She remembers just seeing that they were looking like they were up to no good. Um, so it was kind of just... Seems like it was from the start. They were always just pretty bad people. Um, but yeah, I'm going to kick it over to Jay. I'm going to get him involved and get his view. Um, I really hope that you guys like this case. Um, like I said, this case was close to home. I just really wanted to get the details right. I hope I did. Um, a lot of research went into this, so I'm pretty confident that all of the, what I've said was pretty accurate. Um, there was a few things that I was very iffy about because I 
had read that things were a little bit different within articles and then talking to other people. Um, so there was a few things that I did leave out just because I didn't want to give any false information. Um, so I apologize for that if there are things that people know about that I don't. Um, probably already heard it, but I just didn't want to give any false information for this case. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys liked it. So I'm going to bring in Jay now. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about it. Just Jesus. I, I don't know like where to begin with this case. The fact that it's recent and it's close to home for you is just mind-boggling. Yeah. Uh, a uh, quick question. Did they ever... So what do you think? Uh, well, first of all, grimy as shit. And the fact, like, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, obviously, when it comes to, like, cases like this, you look at it as... I obviously no respect towards the family. You know, it, it sucks that it happened. No one should ever lose anyone, especially when they're that young. Um, we also have to look at it as when it comes to the suspects, uh, what happened in their uh, time growing up as well. Like what made them in their life think that this was okay to do or what made them snap to do these things. Um, because obviously no one wakes up exactly. one day and goes, let me do this. Let me go take someone's life. It's it's planned out, as you explained. You know, they had a whole thing. They they alerted him. They had a plan, and they executed it. And it it's just it's weird that, you know, there's so many. And, there, and even, like, to this day, like, it still happens. Um, did they ever explain why? Exactly. Like, yeah. why they did this? Um... So I, I did, there are some things that I did purposely leave out mm -hmm. just because like doing research, like there was things that would say something similar mm -hmm. to their reasoning, but then something else would counteract it. And like, um, I didn't want to like give false, any yeah, false information. All right. Um, yeah. but yes, that I, I can, uh, I, now I'll tell you like what I found. Yeah. Like, other things like their reasonings. Mm -hmm. Um, for Edward, it was because he supposedly liked Justina, and she turned him down, and then started dating Jason. So that could have been his reasoning. So he felt like it would for Dominic. Over. He flat out, yeah. Okay. For Dominic, he flat out already said in the interview that he did it for the money. Um, wow. And I mentioned that he was gonna probably get kicked out when he turned eighteen, and so he was seventeen at the time, so he might have just been doing it for the money to get himself. Like, you know, like a head start kind of thing. Stable, I know. guess. Yeah. Wow. Um, for Nicholas, apparently Nicholas was sleeping with Justina like weeks before oh, well. she started dating Jason. So that might have been his reasoning. So they're almost then, like two people trying to win her over. Yeah. Yeah. So in that case, then. Because so, you did say she only got 17 years. But 17, I didn't know if that was 100% true, so I didn't want to yeah, put that in, in like yeah. the original. Like, so hypothetically, go over they, of it. So hypothetically speaking, they did this to win her over. So, I, again, so again, another hypothetical, you know, they don't get caught. And they both have this mentality of like, oh, we're going to win her over. So what are they going to do then? Are they actually going to brawl it out? Or are they going to try to, you know, execute another plan, but on each other to try to still exactly. win her over? Wow, and you exactly. said she, and you, she, you said that she is out now, right, on parole. Yes, as of twenty twenty. Yes. Wow. 
So two, I could two not, years later, for the life of me, wow. find anything on her. Whereas, like, where she may be living now or anything like that, I couldn't find shit. Mm. So. I mean, I, it makes sense. Obviously, like, when it comes to stuff like that, they might want to leave their lives, you know, kind of private because, you know, they're going to have a target or, you know, like, eyesight on them. Oh, of course. Um, so it makes sense. I mean, with so that. if you're on parole, are you allowed to leave the state? Or it, even, it, like, the city? it depends on like, the guidelines that the uh, court gives you because if you, like, there's obviously, like, there's yeah. artists out there who have, you know, they're on parole or, you know, they get set up, they get set free on bond or whatever. They have guidelines you have to follow. So like let's take NBA Youngboy. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not a you know I don't know too much about it, so don't get me on like quote unquote. But he it was arrested for like multiple different types of charges throughout his like lifetime, whatever. And you know when the government sees him or like the the law system, they look at him, they look at him as like a like a risk. This man has been locked up multiple times, so on and so forth. So their guidelines right now for him is he has to stay on house arrest in a state that's away from everything he's ever been a part of. And this is basically for them to basically yeah. watch over him. They know that he's not getting any trouble, this, that, and the other. I'm pretty sure recently his house was raided, but that's a whole separate topic. But like I said, for that, it comes down to what the court uh, basically makes you follow. Um, I'm not too yeah. big on, you know, like what so it I'm means like, when it comes to like, the law and stuff. But for her. Yeah, it's, yeah, like I said, I'm not super, like, you know, uh, knowledgeable when it comes to this form of thing. Um, obviously it's something we can obviously look into yeah. and notify future down the road, but I'm pretty sure it comes down to what the court says is, um, yeah. acceptable. So if she's so on parole, she can go out of state. They might have a set location for her. She might be just on house arrest. She might be able to just live a free life until, you know, she has another viewing for the, uh, court or her court date comes yeah. up Then they can basically be like, you're free or you have to finish these rest of this time or, you gotta follow these. You gotta do uh, like public service or whatever, whatever it might be. It, it all varies. So yeah. if there's no public record, then she yeah. might just be free. But nine times out of ten, you can find anything because most documents like that, it would be public record. Hmm. Anyone's record is public record if they're like locked up for anything. And they normally yeah. notify their like what happened. But, well, wow. at least now I'll know for future reference to huh. check that because I I didn't even think about checking that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you also did say that the other three boys, two of them which are brothers, correct? Um, I I, I looked into it a little bit too. Uh, two of them are brothers, yeah. right? Hmm. Yeah, Dominic and uh, Nicholas. Nicholas, yeah. Um, I think it was Nick. I think Dominic um just recently tried to get paroled or something like that and that was in 2015 and they denied it yeah it's still mind-boggling me that we're doing a case that's so recent because it's if especially two but they're they're so young uh because uh jason he was 16 when it happened right yeah justina was 15 yeah i believe damn like imagine being involved in something that massive at the age of 15 like it's just crazy to me that still a kid like, like, obviously, you look at stories today, like, you obviously had the one that happened a couple, like, it was, I mean, it was actually kind of recent. Uh, the two girls that lured another girl into the woods over to Slenderman, like, you know, creepypasta thing. Yes. Like, oh, Like, my they God. were super young. It was, like, 12 and 13, I want to say. The other girl involved who was, you know, the um, one who was going to get assaulted or whatever, I think she was, like, 13 as well. Again, super young. 
And, you know, it's just, yeah. again, like, you have to look at it as, like, what is going, what's not connecting in their brain that just tells them, like, this is not okay to do. And I get, like, obviously, some of the aspects when it comes down to it, like, people look at it at cases, like, they were doing what they thought in their mind was to survive, but to the day, it's still not okay. They took someone's life, and exactly. they sadly can't, you know, see the light of day again. It's just crazy to me. I don't know. Obviously... Yeah. Only they know why they did it and the reasonings for it. And, you know, it's up to us to either decide what they're saying is truthful or not or whatever. Obviously, they're serving her time besides the female. In the case, she's, you know, doing whatever she's doing. Either she's either locked up again or, you know, living life freely. Uh, it's just it's just crazy to me that they were so young. Like that's what's one yeah. thing I just can't get my head across because you, you so many cases they're just they tend to be adults and they have bad they have really bad past like past and stuff like that and to look at it now it's like they were so young like high school students at that and yeah a whole future ahead of them they threw crazy away too is act like where the trails are in mm -hmm. Fishtown yeah like there's also like another area that's like right by that called Backjacks and it's like concrete buildings and like they, it's it also called graffiti pier mm. um but where they actually like killed him at it was you have to walk past it in order to get to like these buildings so it's like I, and i used to hang out there like i i when i was younger and like high school i'd go and like drink with like friends and stuff mm. and Hooligan it's shit, just like know? and then i didn't remember knew exactly where it was until literally like the other day and it's just crazy to me, like, how many times I walked over that. Yeah, like, really, like, you, you're kind of walking over, um, like, an old, like, crime scene at that point. Like, you're walking over where yeah. it all went down. And I never even knew it until recently. Yeah. Damn. Gave me, like, chills. Yeah, I... It's, I it's so hard thinking, like... Like how i don't know it's just so, so weird to me like, like she was involved if not more or as the same as the three boys yet somehow they looked past that and it got she, such of a lesser because, and because she wasn't directly involved with the murder she was just kind of you know she lured him there that she got a lesser yeah. sentence she was an accessory yeah yeah but i think also mm. because they said that like whoever would talk first and like give up the details they would have a chance at getting like saved better i guess so that that also might have been a factor in it yeah hmm. but i think it was just because she like didn't actually do any physical harm to him i think that's why she got a lesser sentence also yeah yeah but i mean still i i i think she personally should have got life she's just as guilty no matter what mm-hmm and that comes down to is like what how long does a sentence you know seem reasonable obviously not you know siding with them not signing anyone 17 years is not yeah no i agree taking a, taking a, a i know another person's life and being a full part accountable for it doesn't change anything for $500 they did all that at the at that young for $500 at that point you might as well work it, a regular night shift at a, like a McDonald's and you know get paid weekly or bi-weekly like, you yeah. make that much if not more like 
I guess, I guess at the time, I guess minimum wage wasn't the same, but I guess living living expenses also were lesser than they are now, so I guess it would make sense, but yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah, $500 doesn't seem like it's worth taking a life. No amount of money is worth taking a yeah. life when you really look at it. Wow. And another thing, like, what really, like, got me when I was, like, doing, like, all, like, the research for it mm. is I don't remember who said it. I think it was Nicholas Koya. Mm -hmm. Um in his confession he literally says we partied beyond redemption like wow so basically you kind of took like, somebody's life and then so just went and bought drugs and alcohol and just so basically showing no remorse. party like it never happened yeah parties showing exactly. zero remorse basically is showing like yeah we don't care like we did what we had to do because we wanted to yeah, not literally. because you know this or that or the other they took what they got and just felt like you know what this yeah. is acceptable. We we got what we needed from this. Didn't feel bad about it. Yeah, and the fact that you know, yeah. what if they weren't caught? That's another another thing I was looking at. It was like, what if they weren't caught? Would they have done it again to someone else? Would they just live exactly. life like nothing ever changed? Would they have? Would any they have form found of somebody else to bait? Yeah, yeah. Well, wow. I don't know. And then like. Batsig, Edward Batsig confessing that like he even pleaded for them to stop and yeah. they just like it's just that young like yeah I can't get over and they that. felt nothing yeah like normally like, like for me it feels like when you look at it like I would feel the younger you are the more remorse you would have for people you would you know you're more connected to what life is. You're going to be upset when you see a puppy get hurt or you see a baby cry or anything like that. Compared to if you're an adult, you're going to kind of be numb to it because you see it so much. The fact that you're 16 and yeah. you you show zero remorse and you party after the fact is is just it's just crazy to me. Because I'm, I'm yeah, you know, I can never. I'm, just... I'm a lot, you know, mature than most, but... I still have my moments where I see someone upset and I'm like, damn, like I even feel that like, and the fact that yeah. they showed nothing and they just didn't care. Mm. Wild. It's just, I don't know. No words, yeah. but I'm really happy that I was able to cover this. Um, I'm super nervous about it. As you can tell, like I probably sound really shaky. Um, I was just really nervous. I just really wanted to get all the information correct. Because mm -hmm. just because I know that like people who know me are going to watch this and or listen to this and they already know the story. So, yeah, I just wanted to we obviously make want sure also, I got that. We also want to present it there. as most respectful and caring way as possible. Yeah. Obviously trying to keep the family's minds, you know, consideration and, you know, close friends, family, stuff like that. We obviously want to make sure we show remorse towards them and, you know. You know, not like not try to bring light to it, but kind of show, you know, like just be careful, you know, be careful who you yeah. bring around you. Obviously, you know, try to, you know, take signs beforehand. Maybe there may have been no signs, but just try to be careful who you associate with because you never know. Exactly. All right. Anything else? Uh, I'm good there. I'm just... I'm I'm actually like kind of speechless. Like I'm trying to find words to you know obviously make a you know good yeah. you know good conversation, but at the same time it's just it's hard for me to sit there and just yeah you know not have you know 
a care. It's just, yeah. it's, it's well, crazy. Like growing up, like I, like I said, I, I heard about it here and there, but like I never, I think because I was so young, I never understood like the full magnitude of it. Mm. And then when I was friends with one guy, Edward, his, ne his nephew, we were best friends. And like, I knew about it and he knew that I knew about it, but we never talked about it. Like, I don't know. I, I didn't want to like, cause like I would hear people like talking about it, like that were our age and like, they were kind of like, not bully him, but like mm. give him shit about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I never, I don't know. I didn't want to bring it up to him. Like, I know what you mean. It's obviously you don't want to open up something. It's, you know, yeah. Kind of, it's very touchy subject. Yeah. Really touchy. But I, I it never like changed the way I looked at him. Like, I was still his best yeah, friend yeah, for like years after you, I even found out. Like you can't blame someone for what, you know, someone else did. Obviously, exactly. you, like, because he obviously didn't do it. They didn't cause it. They didn't tell related their... to somebody doesn't mean exactly. Yeah, it, obviously, it's not his fault. just because you're related doesn't mean you're the same monster. Everyone has their own story. You can't look at someone and judge them based upon what someone yeah. else's did, someone else's actions. Exactly. But no, I, I'm I'm good there. Exactly. Damn. All right. Well. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm Jay from The Cave with my co-host. I'm Millie. Uh, and this has been another Morbid Monday episode. It's having really weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, stay tuned for upcoming weeks and more episodes. Yeah, of course. Give uh, us some suggestions yeah, on our please. Twitter. Or in our, yeah, we have a Twitter and we have a TikTok. Or not TikTok yet. Soon YouTube. to come. We have Instagram. We have Should our just... first Minecraft video up. Yeah. Very funny, if I do say so myself. Yeah, something to bring some light. So if, after this, you know, kind of sad subject, go try to get a laugh or something. I don't know. That's we good... may all need it after this. Yeah. But, um, but thanks for listening, guys. All right. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.